Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen as Pastor Ward brings today's message from God's Word. This is kind of the end of the real gory and uh, it, it, some, of course, of Battle of Armageddon is yet to come, Battle of Gog and Magog, but there's some good, good things that are happening in between all that. It seems like for the last several weeks, ever since we got into Revelation chapter number 6 and now to chapter number 18, it seems like it has just been a fury of God's wrath being unloaded on this ungodly world. One of the cries from days of old is, um, is very simply this, how long? How long? People ask from time to time, they say, well, Brother Ward, how long do you think it is before the Lord will come? I don't know. I know the prophets were saying this, that the, Jesus is coming. One day John the Baptist baptized into the river Jordan, looked up on the Sandy Bank and said, there he is, and he appeared. Some 33 years later, those that went by his tomb watched him from, his, from the cross, those that uh, watched him upon the cross of Calvary when he lowered his head and said, it is finished. They said, he's gone. The prophet said, he's coming. John said, he's here. And now the cry is, he's gone, he's gone. But in a few days, there was a new report. Three days later, when he got up out of the grave, they said, he's back again. He's back again. Can't keep a good man down, and he's back again. Well, shortly thereafter, some 40 days or so, I guess the angel stood there in Acts chapter number 1 as he ascended up into heaven and watched him go away. And their words were these words, he'll come again in like manner. Well, you see that in the following chapter. You see that in the following chapter. Uh, chapter number 19, uh, we'll see him come for the second time in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, the rapture has already taken place. We saw that back in chapter number 4 uh, when John was called up into the heavens. The rapture of the church has already taken place. Tribulation period is winding down. And so the answer to that age-old question of how long is very simply this, not long, not long. I want to tell you, friend, if you have any business you need to get done, you need to get it done because Jesus is coming soon. There's no doubt about it. After studying for the last six months, I guess, or maybe closer to four months, that we've been kind of making our way through on Sunday nights the book of Revelation, studying and reading behind some of the greatest authors of our day and days gone by, there's no way to cover all the material. There's no way all we can do is just kind of highlight it, hit it here, hit it there, and touch on this and touch on that, and just give you kind of a feeling and kind of a sense of what's going on. We can't go into all the details. We can't tell you every horror story that's happening behind the scenes because we don't even know. But what we see is not good. It's not good. And so my, my challenge is very simply this. If you don't know him, I'd learn about him very soon. And if you're not ready to go, I'd start getting ready because Jesus is coming soon. We see the 
final, and I'm going to go through this very quickly tonight. I'm just going to highlight a few things. It's a long chapter, 24 verses long. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's the uh, culmination of what happened in chapter 16 and 17. Those things that you see begin to come to pass, comes to pass in this chapter. The fall of Babylon. They predicted it, they prophesied about it, they described it in great detail. We were told the intricate details of how things would unveil and how that things would happen and this piece of the puzzle and this piece of the puzzle and this piece of the puzzle and everything is being put in place carefully. And the last piece of the puzzle is ready to be put in place. We are that close. The time is on God's clock and the, and the clock has completely made a revolution and it's just about the last tick of the clock before the trumpet sounds and the Lord comes again. We are that close. We're that close. We've got to be. So many things are falling in place even in the day and hour that we're living in. Things that are happening in the Middle East. Current events are, are the things that are happening currently were prophesied in these pages that we're reading that are taking place. I told you about the emptying of the uh, Euphrates River and how it was, it was predicted here in chapter number 16. We're reminded again in chapter number 17 how that the river would run dry, that it would go dry. And I told you about those neighboring countries that had started blocking off the tributaries that filled the Euphrates and, and the Tigris and all those rivers that make their way into the land of Iraq, the land of Babylon, the land of Babel, where all of it took place. And we went back in the book of Genesis in chapter number 11, and we saw there in Genesis 11 where this first mention of Babel and Babylon, the city and, and, the, uh, and the country, and then how that, that would be used, how Satan would take over that population, and he would take over, uh, and, and he would become charged uh, in charge and, and all the things that have happened uh, that are bad in the history of time have pretty well developed from that, from that Genesis chapter number 11. But all that's coming to an end. The devil's had kind of a heyday, hasn't he? I tell you, he's made havoc of this old world. He's treated this world badly. And, uh, and uh, Josh was telling me, Josh Knutson, we have bunch of Joshes around here was telling me and he studies some of this stuff he's he's uh and by the way he he showed me something this was so interesting I'm gonna take time to throw it out right here we were at the back of the building he pulled out a cell phone he said have you ever seen this and he showed me this new uh, computer generated um, uh, app that you can go to and he he typed it in and he said something like this um, uh, I forget what it was. He, it, but anyway, it had to do with the message last Sunday night. And um, he said, uh, give me, I, I want an outline. What was it, Josh, on? Right, oh, it was on what, biblical worldview. That's what it was. And in just a few seconds, Brother Dan, you're going to have to get this. And uh, it started printing out an outline. I'm talking... And it, and, and, it, and it is said that if you do it again today, it may give you a different outline. It was a complete outline. And it talked about the things that I talked about that night. I think they heard what I said. Talked about the sovereignty of God and all those kind of things. And uh, I'm going to get them for plagiarism. I sure am. And Sue will make us some money around here. 
But that outline, it started just, and it, and it had... It had an introduction, it talked about the humanistic views and all those kind of things, and then the biblical worldview, and it went down point number one, point number two. And faster than I can read it, it's printing this out. It's not copying it, it's printing this out. And it's printing out this outline that he had asked about, then it gives a, con a summary and a conclusion and all those kind of things. It's, I tell you, where this world is today is almost scary, isn't it? Almost scary. And to know that all of these things are leading to the very end of all of this. And so with that in mind, I want to just kind of highlight the 18th chapter again. Uh, we're not going to read all the verses. I'll hit at a few of them tonight. And so our title tonight is found in verse number 1. In verse number 1. And it said, uh, and after these things. I like that. I think the next chapter starts the same way. After these things. So we know. We know that things are, that business has taken place. And so now that after these things of chapter number 16 and 17, notice what he said. Let's read the first two verses. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened by his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation, look at this, of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. And so now we see that, that the end is drawing very near. In verses 1 through 3, and I'm going to give you this very quickly tonight, verses 1 through 3, we have this, the destruction of Babylon. I, I know we've heard about it, we've heard about it, we've talked about it, it's been prophesied and predicted, and this one said it, and John said it, and the angels said it, and it's been said again and again and again, and so when's it going to happen? It won't be too long. It won't be too long now. It's fixing to take place. The fall of Babylon. You see that Babylon is not in, in our in our. Uh, previous chapters, we've, we've seen Babylon described in two different ways. As, um, as a woman, uh, this great harlot, this great whore, and then also uh, we see it described as a city. It's a, it's a woman and it's a city. It's a woman and it's a city. And so it's not just an individual. It's not just a specific place on the map geographically, but it's more than all of that. It's a combined system that goes throughout the world at that time. Oh, it's here even today. It's partly in the underground. It's partly here. It's partly there. And there are systems throughout the world that are taking place. You hear about a one-world government. You hear about one-world currency. You hear about one-world religion. And none of that's completely uh, put together, but a little here and a little there and a little over here and a little there. And then all of a sudden, all of these things come together and this Old Testament Babylon that has been destroyed and rebuilt becomes the very mecca, the very center of all the work of the Antichrist. And there, from his uh, seat of authority and his seat of power, and he's controlling, and nations of the world are being drawn into him, and he draws in at least a league of, of something around ten nations or so that had become part of this anti-Christian system. 
The Antichrist, as far as the system is concerned, doesn't start after Jesus comes in the rapture. It has already started. John said that it's here now. If it was here 2,000 years ago, how much more do you think that it's here tonight? And it's working all around us. It's working all around us. And by the way, all these uh, uh, evil spirits and all of these demons and all of these devils and all of these foul and, and uh, unclean, hateful, and, and the list goes on and on. There's just a short list here. All of those things are already here. They're already in place. They're already in place. And so we see, first of all, the destruction of Babylon. Number one, in verse number five, it's inevitable. Notice verse number five. Why? For her sins have reached unto heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities. Sin doesn't go unjudged. Can I say it again? Sin does not go without judgment. Yeah, I, 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 that's just the way it is. Sin's got to be paid for. Your sin has to be paid for, and you can't pay for it yourself. Nobody dies and goes to hell to pay for their sin. You can live in hell a million years and never pay one penny on one part of your sin debt. There's only one way to pay your sin debt, and that's through Jesus Christ. You can't pay it. You can't work for it. You can't do good for it. You can't be religious enough. You can't pay your way. You, there's nothing you can do to reduce your sin debt. Not one thing in this world can be done. It's not of works lest any man should boast. Say amen right there. So sin has to be paid for. And all of this sin that has come through the ages of time and all the wickedness and the debauchery and everything that's, that's been going and everything and all that you see and the crime and the hate and all of those things are instruments that Satan has put in place. Jesus wanted peace in the world. The devil doesn't want peace in the world. War and crime and, and uh, murder and incest and, and uh, uh, rape and drugs and all of these things are part of the system that ain't going to last too much longer. We're right there at the end of it. And so number one, the, the destruction of Babylon is inevitable. It's going to take place. Uh, in the second place, it's complete, it's full. In a verse, verse number 6, reward her even as she rewarded you. And look at this, and, a, and double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she hath filled to her double. Notice um, in that verse number 8, he, he, he elaborates on it. He said, therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. Looking up verse number, uh, way down in uh, verse, let me see, verse number uh, 6, verse number 8, and verse number 23, it said, The light of the candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, and thy merchants and the great men of the earth for the sorceries and all the nations to see. And it goes on and on and on. It talks about, the destruction of Babylon is inevitable, it is, it is complete, and then finally it is sudden. Suddenly it takes place. In verse number 8, he said, in one day, in one day. In uh, verse number 10, he said, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, the great city of Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour thy judgment is come. 
How quickly the judgment, and it seemed like it has been an eternity. It has been millenniums. It's been thousands of years that the devil has had for some part rule and reign in this ungodly world. But it's about the end. Oh, how long will it be? Not too long. Not too long. Soon and very soon, it'll all be over. Verse number 10. He talks about it's going to happen in, in one day. In one day. In, in one hour, it's going to happen. It's going to take place so quickly. But then look way down in verse number 19. In verse number 19, he said, They cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping. And uh, I marked through that word. And I can't even see what it is. I have to look it up. Weeping and wailing. <laughs> and, and, uh, Covered up part of it with my pen. Saying, alas, alas, that great city wherein, uh, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. Look at this. For in one hour she is made desolate. And so God has reduced it down. It's, it's gone from millenniums to, to uh, centuries to uh, decades and uh, now finally it has come down to a day and God even reduces it all the way down to one hour all of this will be destroyed one hour's time then the destruction of Babylon number two the warning to flee and that's found in verse number four he said I heard another voice say from heaven saying come out of her my people that you be not partakers of her sins and uh, that you receive not her plague you know, it seemed like God has always had a way out. Uh, back in the days of Noah, in the flood, there was a way out. God made a way. Uh, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, do you remember? God made a way out. And so it has been. And even in this, in this last moment, the mercy of God cries out. The prayer of Habakkuk is answered. Even in wrath, God have mercy. And so God has mercy and he calls out another group of people, the warning to flee. The third thing is a cry for vengeance. That's found in verses 6 and 7. We, we'll read those, reward her even for her uh, as she rewarded you. The double we read that in verse number 7. How uh, much hath she glorified herself living deliciously? We talked about uh, this, this uh, harlot and, and uh, how she was last week. Uh, so much torment and sorrow give her. Uh, for she saith in her heart, I said a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Uh, be careful. Be careful, ma'am. I'm speaking to this one. She's uh, this, this great whore, this harlot, this systematic Babylon system of the Antichrist has such authority and has had such power and such persuasion over the world. It gets kind of like anybody that gets in power. You know, when somebody gets in power, they just kind of get stupid sometimes and they just think, you know, this is going to go on forever. I'm, I'm the big, uh, uh, big, 
you know, kahuna now, and I, you know, I'm in charge, and I've got everything right at the palm of my hand, and everything is right at my reach, and I tell people to do this, and they do it, and I tell people to come hither, and they come. I tell people to bow down, and they bow down. The, some, the kings of the earth, the wicked kings in the Old Testament, they were that way. The wicked, uh, even through our day and hour, and, and uh, all, all of uh, these wicked leaders around the world, that's the way they are. These dictators and all of them, that's the way they feel. They feel like they can never be cut down. But they will be. They will be. So God knocks their socks off. The cry for vengeance, verse 6 and verse number 7. She said, oh, uh, not me. Not me. The weeping over her judgment. We saw in, in her cry, uh, in the cry for vengeance, we saw her confidence, we saw her haughtiness. In, uh, in the fourth place, and I'm almost through, the weeping over judgment begins and makes its way, begins in verse number 9, makes its way through verse number 19. And basically there are three different groups of people that are weeping over the fact that the great harlot, Babylon the Great, will be destroyed. Um, it says that Babylon has fallen, Babylon has fallen, and they begin to cry out. There's three different groups. Number one, there's the kings of the earth. You know why? They, they're losing their stronghold. They won't have the sway over the people anymore. Jesus is going to be king. And uh, they've had servants and subservants, and they've, they've, had, they've given orders, and, and uh, they've had people killed and, and uh, slaughtered, and, and through the ages of time, wicked people, wicked leaders around the world and, and uh, uh, all through the ages of time in the Roman Empire. And, and you've read uh, the Trail of Blood. You've read where some 50 million Christians have been slaughtered in 2,000 years. Ain't going to happen anymore. It's almost over. Turn out the lights, the party's over. It's not going to be very long before all of these shall be brought down. And Babylon shall fall. That's the essence of this chapter. They're weeping over the judgment. The kings of the earth are. They've lost their stronghold. The merchants of the earth, they've lost their wealth. That's verses 11 through 16. See how fast we're going now? The mariners of the earth, it talks about all of these sh uh, ship captains and all of those. Uh, they've lost their merchandising. And their, their trade and, and they've lost their... And so the kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth who have all fared sumptuously by making allegiance with this Babylonian, this new Babylonian empire. They've been paid out. They've been bought in. And now as they see this, this empire begin to tumble and fall, they're crying, oh, no, oh, no, don't take it away from us. Don't take it away from us. And so all of these kings of the earth, all of a sudden they begin to realize and uh, while they're watching, while they're watching their leaders and uh, they're watching uh, Satan himself, the Antichrist himself, they're watching him and they're following him and all of a sudden their hero is taken down. And now we can cry out and say, 
The king is coming. He's coming in the next chapter. I looked up a song today. I hadn't, I hadn't, we used to sing this song years ago around here. And um, I'm not going to look at, the, at all of it, but listen to these lyrics. It says, the marketplace is empty. No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labors. In the courtroom, no debate. Work on earth is now suspended as the king comes through the gate. Would you pardon me while I have a Baptist spell? Oh, the king is coming. The king is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now his face I see. Oh, the king is coming. The king is coming. Praise God, he's coming. For me. And when they see all this taking place, they begin to realize that they have been servants of the wrong king and the king of glory. He cried out in Psalms in chapter number 24, who is the king of glory? And the cry back was God, the Lord, all God, almighty in battle is he. The Lord, almighty in battle is he. And he steps out and he jumps on his white stallion and he comes and he makes short time of all the evil and the wickedness. You'll see that briefly in chapter number 19. Finally, the decimation of Babylon. I couldn't think of another word. Verses 20 through verse 24. You can read them when you get home. This is basically what happens. The angel comes out and gives an example. Another great angel steps forward. And uh, by way of illustration, he walks over. And this angel picks up a stone. And he picks up that stone. And he walks out to the ocean. And for the purpose of illustration, how long will it take God to destroy all of Babylon and all of the system and all of the anti-Christian principles? How long will it take God to completely destroy? He said one day and then he, then he reduced it down to one hour. And now the angel says, I'm going to show you how quickly it will happen. And he takes this stone and he throws it into the water. And as quickly as it sinks, he said, that's how long it will take for God to put an end of all these things. Just like that. Just like that. One angel. Just one angel. One rock. Oh, he can, he'll come back with 10,000 of his saints and, and uh, you know, they'll, there'll be a battle. But one angel is used to illustrate how quickly Satan will be put to rest. Next thing you know, he's in the bottomless pit. You'll see all that develop in the next chapter. And so these things shall shortly come to pass. I don't know about you, but it excites me. It really does. <sighs> it really excites me. I love the end of a good story. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, and uh, we're fixing to see the end. Would you stand with us for prayer tonight? Thank you for being such a good class. It's so easy to try to teach and try to preach to you. I hope you've learned 
a few things through this. And um, we've got a little ways to go, a little ways to go. We kind of get under the spout where the honey comes out shortly, though. And uh, get in that millennial reign. When God's people are in charge, God's people take charge. But you know, there's a world out there around us Jesus were to come tonight more likely they'll see this seven years of tribulation we've only been on it maybe seven or eight hours at the most imagine seven years of this maybe ten hours at the most from six to eighteen Lord, help us to warn them. Of the awful things to come. 